welcome to episode 8 of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, my podcast covering 205 Live on a weekly basis so you don't have to. 205 Live is back to Tuesday nights since the Mixed Match Challenge is finally over for a few weeks now. It'll be interesting to see uh, what this does for its viewing numbers. So going to this week, all I can really remember was that uh, Buddy Murphy is going to have some sort of open challenge uh, against anybody who can make the 205 pound limit. So I'm smelling a debut of a new 205 live talent. At least that's what I'm guessing. Anyway, let's get on with the show. This episode takes place on Tuesday, January 15th, 2019. We open the show with a recap on the Atami versus Alexander match from last week. They and they also mention the fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble. The opening match will be Leo Rush versus Lince Dorado. That should be a very fast-paced, high-flying match. Uh, and we also get Buddy Murphy with his open non-title challenge. And I really like that Buddy Murphy is a fighting champion and issuing the open challenge but also being smart and not putting his title on the line. Leo Rush on his way out. I still don't care for that shitty gold and white vest that he wears. They're back to live, as Baby Cole lets us know, so they are no longer fraudulent with their name. This week, we only get Percy Watson and Vic Joseph. Nigel is still over in Europe. Europe? Europe. Europe. Fuck me. Nigel was my boo bear. The one who made this all tolerable. So let's see if we can power through this together. Leo Rush has a mic and he begins speaking. Ugh, come on. He welcomes us to Leo 5 Live. Oh, it doesn't get better. He has such a shit-eating grin on his face and seems so proud of himself that he coined that phrase. Oh, he says he has unfinished business with Lince Dorado. He didn't come here to make friends. What? He came here to win. What? He mentions his boss is the new Intercontinental Champion. I'm glad he finally made mention of that on 205 Live. He blames Dorado for his loss to Kalisto two weeks ago. He's going to know exactly what it means to feel the rush. I guess he's sticking with that, huh? All right. I feel like that's something he says to a girl or a guy after he has sex with them did you feel the rush baby i guess i guess it'd be about like did you feel the rush baby that's my that's my impression of leo rush Ugh. enough of that with the dorado out with gail kim and the rest of the lucha house party leo rush starts yelling as they come up to the ring and saying that the, he they always bring their entourage out because they know they can't beat him one-on-one -on -one. Kalisto and Grand Metal League, for some reason, abide to him and go to the back. And Rush immediately ambushes Dorado with his vest still on. The match then starts after Leo Rush takes his vest off. And Dorado starts throwing absolutely dreadful punches at Rush. They're body punches, and they are horrific. <clears throat> we get a suplex by Dorado, and then Rush slaps Dorado and gets in his face. And Dorado puts in a headlock of sorts. Um, and Baby Cole says Dorado isn't looking for a pin. He's just looking for a fight. 
and Dorado immediately tries to go for a pin, but he fucks it up. Good call, baby Cole. Tilt-a-war backbreaker by Dorado, and a plank splash. The crowd is absolutely dead. You could hear a fly taking a piss in here. It is that quiet. Dorado goes for goes to the top rope, but Rush rolls to the apron, and Rush push kicks him into the ring post after Dorado gets down. Rush hits a springboard moonsault, and his momentum throws him ribs first into the announce table, and that looked very painful. <laughs> Rush takes over in the ring, two count by Leo. Dorado tries a comeback with the awful body punches again. I, I, I can't get over how bad they are. They're like these big windmill uppercut punches to the gut. Like, if you had any sort of fighting skills, or not really even any fighting skills, you could, you could move out of the way of those. Dorado goes for a springboard crossbody, and nobody's home. Rush continues control, suplex by Rush for two, another rest hold. Dorado breaks out with a jawbreaker and a nice dropkick that follows. And then a very stiff corner boot to the face. Handspring off the ropes, and Rush counters and hits a treble in paradise, while Dorado is on his knees for two. And Rush is back in control and the crowd is still dead. Dorado goes to the apron, counters a few moves, and goes to the top rope and hits a crossbody. Dorado with a big chop, and then a capoeira kick. Rush to the outside, then a suicide dive by Dorado, throws him back in the ring and does those three moonsaults from each turnbuckle for a two count. And that's a cool move, and the crowd is still dead. (laughs) And then Dorado not reading the crowd well tries to get the crowd to chant lucha they don't (laughs) at all it's kind of embarrassing uh dorado hits about three yakuza kicks and the pace is starting to pick up now you get a golden rewind by dorado for two he goes to the top rope again and rush goes to the ropes and leans on the second rope on the side and dorado hits a leg drop to rush when he's in between the ropes he then charges rush in the corner and rush dodges He goes to the top and hits the final hour for three. There was literally no crowd reaction through that entire match. It was like the crowd that was watching golf. It was not 205's live's best match, but it's a shame because the match was much better than the crowd gave it. Rush then attacks Dorado after the bell and runs away when the rest of the Lucha House Party comes back to save Dorado. Apparently, Dorado's ankle is hurt. Don't know when that happened, but... We won't come. We won't argue with it. We get not Dasha Fuentes backstage talking to Noam Dar, and asks him about his win last week. He starts talking, and Tony Nese immediately comes in and interrupts him. Tony says he dominated the match, and Noam says he lost. Tony challenges him again, and Noam says he lost, but then accepts. I appreciate the fact that Noam Dar called Tony Nese Pony Boy. I don't know why. It really made my belly warm. Oh boy, we get the man with the leaky druthers speaking with a referee backstage. TJP shows up, and Runny Dick Maverick knows he's there for an open challenge and confirms my suspicions that a new superstar already answered the call. Debut in the main event, just like I said. He likes that TJP showed up and is looking for opportunities and continues to talk on, but then TJP just kind of laughs at him and walks away. Apparently the Buddy Murphy match is next. I guess they are sticking with the two-match format, and I'm down with that. We get a video package of all the Fatal 4-Way contenders making a case of why they will win and be the next Cruiserweight champion. And, uh, oh boy, <laughs> hold on to your hats, folks. Kalisto's first. 
He talks about how the Lucha House Party is about the tradition of Lucha Libre around the world and have fun with his pals. Okay? He's kind of bouncing around a lot and he looks really nervous. He takes a deep breath to calm himself and continues. He takes Lucha Libre very seriously and dedicates his life to be the best and he will win. Next, we get Akira Tozawa with Spanky, and Spanky is speaking for him. He says he's teaching Tozawa all the dirty tactics he can teach him to get him to win this match. Tozawa smiles and asks, what did he say? And then he smiles again, big cheesy grin on his face. I have to say, Kendrick really has to grow that beard back because he has a bit of a double chin going on. Not that he's fat or anything, but he might have the face of a great big fat person. Next is Respect Me with the Mexican cartel gangbanger speaking for him. Davari says all of his opponents have had the belt and have been fed, and Hideo has not, and Hideo is very hungry. He says Hideo has the ability to not only beat everyone, but cause everybody else physical harm. They can all ask Cedric Alexander, and we will be a witness to the Atami era. This was the best one by far. Not surprising, as Davarius has some very strong promos these past couple weeks. Kudos again to, to Davari for his promo skills. I like it a lot. Keep up the good work, bud. Apparently next week we will get a triple threat match between Kalisto Tozawa and Atami. Interesting. Buddy Murphy out to... You guessed it, no reaction from the crowd. Surprising. The announcers are wondering who is taking the challenge. Murphy grabs the mic, and he tells the crowd to shut their mouths. He has something to say. Not that he, not that any of them were actually saying anything, but he does actually get some booze, so I guess there is a crowd there. Declares himself the best cruiserweight in the world and tells the crowd not to what him. He's going to do and say what he wants, and they will listen. That's a decent shutdown of the what champ. We get some Spanish music, and out comes... Humberto Carrillo? Buddy Murphy looks confused. So am I, pal. So am I. He's got some, like I said, he's got some really interesting music. But apparently Hector Garza is his uncle, so he has some family in the business. The match starts. Humberto is a pretty boy, and Buddy Murphy eyes him up and down like he's a snack. But he does actually shake his hand in the beginning. But then quickly overwhelms, overwhelms, overwhelms Carrillo. But he's in control quickly and locks in an armbar. Carrillo, apparently, is a tag team specialist. They're talking about Bobby Lashley? Carrillo shows his speed with reversing arm locks and such. Apparently, the NXT people were very high on him. Carrillo with a headlock. Murphy shoves him off and shoulder block, but Carrillo has some serious speed. Because he's young and dumb, he offers a hand to Buddy, and Buddy tries to take advantage, but Carrillo counters and arm drags him a few times. Buddy takes a powder, but Carrillo slides out of the ring because Buddy ducks. Looks like he was probably going to go for a suicide dive. Buddy launches him onto the apron, and Carrillo lands. A series of counters ends up with Buddy shoving Carrillo's head onto the entrance ramp. Buddy takes over and throws him into the ring for a two count. Buddy with a stiff back kick, rest hold. Humberto tries to come back. And hits a Hurricane Rana, and Buddy goes to the outside. We get a very poor suicide attempt by the pretty boy, and Buddy Murphy sidesteps it. I'd be curious to know how young he is. He looks about 15 years old. 
Buddy tosses him around the outside and then back into the ring and pins him for another two count. Buddy looks for a superplex to the outside, but Cuddyo counters, um, and he starts punching him. Murphy then throws his face into the ring post for his troubles. Umberto then counters a Murphy charge on the apron with a back body drop. Ouch. The crowd died again, by the way. I think they're just dead. Both are back in the ring. Umberto. I'm going to fuck that name up so many times in this. I could say Umberto. I could say Carillo. But I'm going to say it very poorly if I have to say it with a quick succession of words. Uh, anyway, Carillo with a counter corner kick to the face and a springboard crossbody. Springboard and Sigiri to Buddy on the apron. Big uh, crossbody off the top rope by Carillo for a two count. Sets Murphy up in the corner and he goes to the top rope. Murphy counters and goes for the head trap super kick. But Carillo counters and hits a big drop kick to the back of the head for a close two. Murphy on the top rope now, and Carillo follows, uh, tries to follow him up and goes for the superplex as well, but he gets pushed off. But he does backflip and land on his feet and try again, but he ends up getting dumped down to the apron face first. And then we get Buddy Murphy diving over top of him to try a pinning attempt, but rolls through and hits a sit-out powerbomb for two. The announcers suck Carillo's dick a little bit, uh, talking up how good he is. Murphy toys with him. And we get a suplex attempt, and they go back and forth a fuck ton of times until Murphy flips over top of Carrillo, and apparently he has a leg injury. Carrillo is uh, very surprised, but he's has to be separated from Buddy Murphy, and Buddy Murphy's laying in the corner, kind of playing it up. Takes off his knee pad, he gets up, another ref shows up out of nowhere. Seriously, where the fuck did he come from? Buddy limps around a little bit, but then he lays in the other corner. And the ref keeps asking him if he should call for the bell and end the match. Murphy says he heard a pop. Usually they would ring the bell after somebody says that, but Umberto starts clapping for Buddy Murphy. And that's when Murphy strikes. Tries for Murphy's Law, but Umberto reverses. There, there was the fuck up. Reverses to a pin for two count. That was actually pretty well done. I approve. It was kind of an abnormal amount of time. Um, so it kind of made you think, even though Buddy was kind of, you could tell he was not really injured. It's, he was, you could have thought maybe he was. Carrillo goes for a kick, hits it, and then a suicide dive to the outside, which sends Murphy over the announce table and unfortunately doesn't take out Percy Watson. The crowd is actually returning to life a little bit. Maybe more like zombies, but there is noise. He goes for a springboard, but Murphy counters with a jumping knee and then hits the Murphy's Law for the three count. Both of those matches were a bit slower than I expected, but I really liked the main event. Carrillo has a lot of potential. He needs to extend his moveset a little bit with anything but just springboards and flying moves, but it was still good. By the way, I looked it up, and he's known as Ultimo Ninja in various Mexican promotions, and he's 23, so a lot of room for growth for this kid. Hopefully, he will progress forward and continue to be good. The first match, like I said, it was it was better than the crowd gave it, but it, it was, you know, like a, a standard 205 Live match. This particular episode wasn't as good as the past two weeks' episodes, but I, it's just, you know, the matches on the past two weeks were, were pretty stacked. Um... I mean, the crowd did them no favors, like I said. 
but it wasn't the best episode of 205 Live. Um, but at least the quality of matches are still there. Um, you know, it just seems a little bit like they were filling time until the Rumble, and it took away from the show this week. But still, I'm not complaining too much. I, I think I still enjoyed watching this week, so that says something. Anyway, that does it for this episode of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. I'm Jeff. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for some more 205 Live action. Just a lightweight in your eyes.